Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Authors Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Hello and welcome to another episode of the author's podcast. Today, my guest is Christine Whitmarsh. Christine is a best-selling celebrity ghostwriter who helps authors, speakers, entrepreneurs and high-profile personalities develop, write and promote books that make a difference in the lives of their readers. A ghostwriter since 2001, Christine has worked with traditional and independent publishing companies including Simon & Schuster and Penguin Books USA. In addition to penning dozens of titles for her clients, Christine is the number one Amazon best-selling author of the content marketing book, Personal Paparazzi, Your Brand Story Told Your Way, the novel Canyon Road, and the book Nuke the Elephant, From Freelancer to Project Ringmaster, a project management guide for freelancers looking to level up their careers. Her memoir, The Power of the Curve, is in progress and is to be released in June of 2020. The Inc. Agency, Christine's creative agency of professional writers and book strategists, has served clients worldwide since 2003. The Inc. Agency helps clients write, publish and promote extraordinary books that drive powerful personal and professional brands. Christine resides in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, and when not changing the world with books, she enjoys Lyra, aerial hoop, which is like in Cirque du Soleil, aerial yoga and beach walks so on the line i should have christine hi lisa yes i'm here (laughs) thank you (laughs) well thank you very much for for joining us and i think it's been one of the the key questions i am asked which is about ghost writing so let's dive straight in tell me what ghost writers do and what they can and can't do, because some people think, okay, great, I can get someone else to write my book. Is that true? Well, you're right that there's, I think people ask about it because there are different variations and definitions of ghostwriter. And really for me, the way I work is that it's dependent on my client. And some like to collaborate very closely with me. Some are you know, less hands-on. 
So it really depends on the client, their ability to write, the time they have. Of course, most of my clients are very successful, busy people, so they don't have a whole lot of time. But I do understand outside of my world, there are ghostwriters, especially celebrity ghostwriters like myself, that will kind of you know meet with a celebrity and they'll record hours and hours and hours of footage and then they'll write the book with very limited interaction with the client. I'm not that at all. I'm much more, like I said, collaborative and hands-on. But it really is basically the process of, for me, helping someone put their words and stories and lessons and messages and ideas onto the page when they don't have either the time and or ability to do so. Okay. The the process would be to sit with you or one of your team and, and you record what they say. And then from that, you can yeah. start to create the, the work. Okay. So your background then. So tell us how you first got into writing. Well, I've been writing my whole life. I started as a child. I come from a family where I have entrepreneur types on one side and I have writers on the other side. So I just kind of started writing early on. And then, you know, some curves in my life. That's why my memoir is called The Power of the Curves. Some career curves eventually brought me back to writing by way of I was out in Hollywood actually doing acting and writing and directing and producing and all sorts of things like that. So I kind of came back to it that way and through some additional curves. I don't know if you want all the details of the coincidences of my life that brought me to a career in ghostwriting, but eventually I was able to carve out a career in it. And I think the bottom line of all those stories is creating my own opportunities rather than waiting for them to come along. So you are the number one Amazon bestselling author of the content marketing book, Personal Paparazzi. People always have this dream. I want to be an Amazon number one bestseller. What, what's your sort of top tips? Obviously, you've got to write a good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. is, is, there, is, is there marketing? Is there a lot of things that go on behind the scene? Is it that you've got to have a following? How? What, what sort of tips would you have for people out there? Well, in my experience and also the experience of the authors that I work with, it really all comes down to the launch day and trying to gather as many people as possible. So, you know, rather than kind of doing a slow roll and a slow rollout, you know, telling people about your book over a period of time, if your specific goal is to become a number one best-selling author on Amazon, and, you know, especially if you want to be number one in various categories, it's best to kind of coordinate it so that everybody is buying your book on the day that you launch it, because that's really how Amazon measures it. They have this algorithm where they're measuring consistency. So they're looking at from the moment your book launches that morning, how many people are buying it every hour, and then how many consecutive hours is that happening? So they really gauge it that way. And then you can start getting fun titles as number one new release and all sorts of other <laughs> all sorts of other banners and titles that Amazon bestows upon people who have those big, exciting launch days. Mm. And would it be, are you a fan of online launching or actually doing a physical book launch with people present and book signings and things like that? I mean, I like to do a combination. I mean, the online book launch is really, I think, the most effective, again, if you're going for number one, because then you can coordinate people around the world, not just necessarily people that are in your locale. So you can be coordinating people. But I had a client do an interesting thing where she had kind of a book launch party and she had people coming over and you know they were all ordering the book and everything like that so there's different ways of doing but online I think in the virtual world that we live in it's probably easier for us to gather a large crowd virtually than gather a large crowd in person but I like yes. doing the book signings after the fact too I mean that's more of like after the launch is over that's when you know you start doing the events 
Yeah. I always say to people, it takes a lot of energy. Sometimes I think people think, oh, it's it's about writing the book. But I think, no, it's there's a lot of work that goes in after. It's not just you finish writing the book and great, that's it. it it's a lot of consistently promoting the work and making yourself available to talk about your work and things like that. Yes, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint, as the expression <laughs> goes. And I, I mean, I like to really kind of help my clients compartmentalize my authors because it's very overwhelming at the beginning of the process to be looking at the entire road ahead when you're just at the beginning with your, you know, your new idea and your table of contents and you're thinking of, I have to write this whole book and then there's the editing phase and then there's the pre-launch phase, then there's the launch phase, then there's the marketing phase, then there's the long-term phase. So I try to keep them in the phase <laughs> that they're in or else it's very overwhelming. But you're right, it really is, you know, it, it's a marathon, it is long-term, it's about building that long-term conversation with readers that will, the better you do with that conversation, the more other readers are attracted to it. And there's, of course, strategies to do this over, over the long term. Mm. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. So in your book then, Personal Paparazzi, your brand story told your way. Is this aimed more at the the business owner trying to tell their company brand story or as, or as individuals telling their personal brand sort of story? It can be used for both, for both personal brands and company brands. The whole idea is really kind of how to kind of dominate the internet by creating a lot of content. The whole objective of the book is to really point out it's very loud out there. And, you know, my co-author, Alina Vincent, and I, we wrote this book in 2014. And we were talking about how loud the Internet is with everyone trying to get attention. I think this was even before influencers and all that kind of thing. So it's even louder now, five years later than it was when we wrote the book. So it's even more important to be constantly creating. It's no longer you can write a blog post a month and maybe once in a while create a social media image. It's you need to just be creating a constant flow of, of content and have it be consistent and have the message and the imaging be consistent that leads back to you and leads back to your website and your online presence. Because if you don't, it's very easy to get drowned out. And the other thing is, if you don't, if this is the paparazzi part, if you're, you don't control your own image by creating all that content, the internet will kind of decide what they think of you, which means in business, your competitors will frame you a certain way as a personal brand, the same thing. So the two aspects of that is making yourself seen and heard on the internet and then making sure that the content that's out there about you is what you want to be out there. And the best way to do that is create it yourself. What would you say to all those people who just say, oh, I haven't got the time, Christine. I'm just bogged down with just everything. What platform am I supposed to be on? I'm tweeting, I'm Instagramming, I'm Facebooking, I'm LinkedIn in and I'm trying to find a funny meme to, you know, and just oh, I'm overwhelmed. What would you say? Well, definitely. I, I used to be that person, by the way. I used to be like anything, anytime I was doing anything that wasn't client work, I felt incredibly guilty. So I was totally this person. <laughs> and I really, you know, had to start investing in my internal, my online presence and my brand. And it's been definitely worth it, especially this year when I kind of went all in and did all the things that I said in the book five years ago. And it's <laughs> been working out very well. But I would say, you know, start with a strategy. And the, the first point of that strategy, you mentioned the different social media channels, is make sure that you have a clear purpose and understanding of why you are on every channel. Don't be 
on Snapchat just because you heard it's really cool to be on Snapchat and you know you have to be on Instagram and have to be on LinkedIn. Make sure that you have a purpose that goes with your mission, whatever your mission is as a personal brand or a company brand. You're on Instagram to put this specific message out to these people. You're on LinkedIn, you know, to put this message out to these people. And they can be similar, but if you don't understand your why for doing things, that makes it definitely seem like you're pushing a boulder up the hill. What I find is, you know, if you have a why, everything kind of seems a little bit more easy and definitely more fun. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. Tuning in, I'm talking to Christine Whitmarsh, who resides in Jackson Beach, Florida, and helps authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, and high profile personalities develop, write, and promote books that make a difference in the lives of their readers. So, Christine, then, the nuke the elephant from freelancer to project ringmaster. Tell us a bit about that book. Well, that book came about because I started as a freelancer. I started as a freelance writer, kind of carving out a career for myself, you know, as a full service, anything that you need written, I will write for you. And then over the years, it evolved and I niched into the books only area because that's what I was doing the most of. But the book evolved a lot from clients current clients and past clients who would tell me these stories of freelancers they worked with and how relieved they were to work with me because I've heard these horror stories about, you know, I had a girl who did my copywriting, but then she disappeared or this one took my money and this one didn't do a very good job. And this one never let me know what was happening in between deadlines. And I, I just heard a lot of kind of all creativity and not so much professionalism. And I felt like there was a need there to kind of educate my fellow freelancers of the world. Of course, now I'm a business owner, but you know, I was once in their shoes and just kind of say, hey, if you're not making the money and not having the reputation and really not having the freelance career that you want, there might be some good reasons for that. It's maybe not that there's a lot of kind of talk amongst freelancers that clients are cheap and they won't pay for quality and all those kind of things mm-hmm. like that. And as much as that's probably true to a certain degree, there's, the, you know, the book is about, well, there are things that you're might, you're, you might not be doing as a freelancer that you could be if you were more professional, if you communicated with clients, if you didn't take things personally, if you were very proactive, if you were looking for ways to improve the product and if you're looking and looking for ways to create even more value for them. In other words, you're acting more like a company than a freelancer you're probably going to attract higher level clientele that are less problematic and they're going to pay you more money and you're probably going to have a much happier, more lucrative career than you would now if you're not putting on that professional front. Yeah, it's very difficult though, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people have this dream. They think, oh, you know, when you're freelance, you're free. (laughs) You work for yourself. You get to choose the hours you want. You can have a walk down the beach if you want to. You can take the day off. You are your own boss. But there's a lot as well that goes on behind the scenes. And it's, it's, I don't think anyone really prepares you for, for it really. Yeah, and I have all the all those things that you listed are true for me. I mean, I have my quarterly spa day coming up on Tuesday. So yeah, I, I'm able to, I found a balance and I talk about it in the book. I found a balance between giving my clients that first tier VIP level of service, 
but I don't, they, there's no expectations on their end that I'm available all the time because they're getting the product. And that's I'm really glad you brought this up because I think that's a misconception that you have to just kind of, you know, give yourself over to your clients in order to make, you know, a good amount of money. And it's more of if your clients are happy and they're happy with the work you're delivering and you're over communicating with them again, you know, during whatever hours you want to over communicate with them, office hours or otherwise, they're not going to keep harassing you and chasing you. You're not going to have these problems of, you know, not feeling like your time is your own because they're happy and happy clients don't feel the need to chase you down and micromanage you and control your life. So everything you were just <laughs> listing, walk on the beach and do the things and all that, that that's my life. I'm, I'm still delivering concierge level service to my clients. I'm delivering the great products, but my life and my time are 100% my own. No, that's, that's brilliant. So that is Nuke the Elephant from Freelancer to Project Ringmaster. I know a lot of people struggle with that. So that sounds really good. And you say quarterly spa day. So I, I love that, you know, when people get that balance right. So it's not all work, but you do actually make time for yourself. That's great. Yeah, I'm very much into self-care. Again, like the things that I'm telling you now, th this did not happen overnight where I have the great clients and I have the balance of my life and I have the self-care. The reason I have all this now is because I went through all the you know what to get here. And I learned, it's amazing about lessons. We keep hearing that, you know, the greatest lessons are learned through failures and through bad stuff in life. And I hate that that's true, but it is true. <laughs> you do kind of have to go through the stuff to learn the stuff. So all the things I'm telling you, just imagine that, you know, several years ago, my life was completely the opposite of everything I'm saying to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when people come to you and they say that they want to write a book, do you have a preference for any type of genre or for fiction books or nonfiction books? genre that I'm a specialist, I guess you could say, in would be memoirs, especially what I call a self-help memoir, which is a memoir with a message. So someone who has had either their entire life story or one or two pieces of their life story that has really brought about kind of what we're talking about, the, the great lessons that other people can learn from. And the part that I am most passionate about is finding what I call the intersection between story and message. So I find where the story begins and where the you know story ends and message begins and so forth. And I love coming up with a structure that is going to make it so seamless for the reader. The reader isn't like, now I'm reading the story, now I'm reading the message. They're just reading this all-inclusive, you know, beautiful reading experience. And they're and all of a sudden at the end, they've learned all these things and they're not quite sure how it happened. So that's really my specialty area. Okay. And your Facebook and your your Pinterest is tell a great story. So that is your your whole thing. It's about helping, really helping, getting people to to tell their story. That yeah. really is your your thing. I think that people do like. To, I think you know, like this this idea we sit around the campfire on many moons ago and we share stories. People who have that ability to tell a great story, who are good storytellers, I think can really capture the imagination. I agree. And I, I've met, I'll tell you just really quickly, the greatest storyteller I've ever met in my life. I don't know. Have you ever seen the, or heard of the movie, The Big Lebowski? No, I've not heard of that one. Oh, it's, well, if, for any of your listeners, you're looking up uh, the, the Big Lebowski. There's a character in The Big Lebowski that was based on someone in real life, but they just call him the dude. And he's just like this really interesting, eccentric character in Los Angeles. And the real life dude that they, you know, supposedly based the movie on is not quite as eccentric as the movie character. But he is a character for sure. And I have never been just so completely enamored by a storyteller. I just sat there listening to this man tell stories at a Hollywood party once just for hours and hours. And it's one of those things where hours go by, but it feels like it's five minutes because mm. just really the most captivating storyteller I've, I've ever been in the presence of. 
Okay. Just in terms of, of stories then and, and sort of books, do, what kind of books do you like to read? What kind of stories sort of pull you in? I love anything with great characters. I mean, and it's just so strange because that's really the only common denominator. I can tell you one thing, major shout out to the actress Reese Witherspoon and her book club. I just have found, and then, you know, I have an author's program called Writers Club Live where I actually coach authors all together in one group. And we've been talking about this. We've been joking that, you know, every book that we all end up recommending to each other lately has been one of Reese's book club picks. And we're just kind of obsessed with her right now. So she has fantastic taste in books, I do have to say. (laughs) So tell us a bit more about your writers club. Yes. Well, I have a group coaching program called Writers Club Live, and you can get information about all the different ways that I help authors on my website, christine-inc.com. But yeah, one of the things I do is Writers Club Live. It's a virtual and in-person program, and we're actually meeting this Saturday. So what I do is I have my in-person members here in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. We come together and I start with a teaching presentation where I teach about some aspect of writing a book. And I have the camera on, so I'm able to broadcast the teaching presentation to all my virtual members who are actually all over the world. So they're getting the teaching presentation. And then, you know, after the teaching presentation, we turn the camera off. And the in-person members, obviously a different tier of membership, they get access to me for a couple hours after that where I walk around the room and help people. So if you're in the Jacksonville Beach, Florida area, you have access to in-person, but the virtual members... They get to be on camera and we have a Q&A and they get to give reports on their book. And then, of course, we're connected through my newsletter and my private Facebook group the rest of the month. So it's a really great group of authors and we're a couple of them recently finished their books. So that's pretty exciting to see these kind of graduations. Yes. How, you know, some, when I speak to people, some people have wanted to write a book for a long time. What, what's the longest you've sort of ever come across someone to say, yeah, you know, for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years? I think it was- yeah, there's two authors, I think, that are in a tie for 15 to 20. I'm, I'm picturing two of them. And one of them was my first ghostwriting client, and he had like a giant box of just notes. He, I think it was 20 years, actually, for him, so I think he wins. He had a giant box where he'd been saving notebooks and even like cocktail napkins and just been scribbling ideas for 20 years. So the first task was to, you know, make sense of all that and sort it and type it all up and then then see what we had. And then there was, yeah, there was another woman, I think it was 15 years. So it can be anything from, I, I mean... It's, I don't think I've ever had an author say I just came up with this idea to write a book yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to all have like a little bit of a, you know, percolation, you know, time yeah. where just enough time to get frustrated that it's not done yet. <laughs> yes. And, and what do you think stops people? Why, why would, haven't they taken action? I would say there were two big reasons. The Let's start with reason number two. We'll work our way up. <laughs> reason, <laughs> reason number two is kind of a mindset thing. And it's I hear this all the time. Who on earth would be interested in what I have to say? So they just don't see the value of their story and message. And they don't see what I've seen. I mean, I've been doing this for 18 years. So what I've seen is that any life story, like any anything that anybody's gone through, is going to be of interest to someone else. Because that's how people learn. We've learned this through research over the years, that as human beings, we learn through story better than we learn through anything else. So people are constantly looking to other people's stories to get some lessons that they can apply in their lives. So that's the number two reason. The number one reason is I don't have enough time. And that's like a whole other conversation about I have like amazing tools and processes and programs and I I fix the time thing, let me tell you. And I would imagine that when it is, I, I know that I make time, particularly for things when I, I have to go out. So if it was a networking event, 
I always seem to have time for that. And I yeah. think that when you are have a coach and you, when, when you've set a yeah. time aside, you've got no excuse but to actually do the thing that you're supposed to do, which is write your book, when you're part of a programme, one like what you run. So people have no excuse then because they have to be there. <laughs> yeah. they, they're supposed to be. So, you know, I think that uh, it, it could be really encouraging and helpful when you, you work with someone as opposed to trying to do something by yourself because oftentimes it, it doesn't happen yeah and, and oh sorry <laughs> um and, and then even i mean just going if you don't want to work in a program just schedule it on your calendar and pretend that your, your calendar is your accountability buddy but i was going to mention also i have outside of my formal program i have a free group on facebook called ink authors everything in my life is ink I intake <laughs> ink authors on Facebook. And that's a great way if you just do want, you know, kind of like the accountability of a, of a group without being in an actual program. That's the easiest way I would say to get access to me. But yeah, Writers Club Live is, you know, the, the paid one where people can, you know, come together once a month. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to like and share this channel. So if you're just tuning in, I am talking to Christine Whitmarsh. And if you hop onto Facebook, you can look for Ink Authors, I-N-K, which is a group whereby uh, people can hold each other accountable and share ideas. So, Christine, do you ever read any of your reviews? I do to a, to a point. I mean, I especially, you know, after the book comes out and I guess I've been blessed so far they've been very good um, so I, I do it just yeah I guess it, it just depends on you know the purpose that you're reading them especially if we could go down the road of when you start getting negative ones the advice I give to my authors is you know looking for patterns so you're not taking everything personally but the short answer is yes yeah no it's just um I know that that's something that stops people you sound really upbeat and like uh, you know very go-getting and I just wondered if you know if there's anything that kind of puts you off because these are the the real fears people have like oh you know I might write something and others might not like it I would say yeah I have a very kind of scientific mind because I in the middle of all this these career twists and turns I, I somehow got a science degree so I'm very dual <laughs> I'm very dual brain so I have the artistic creative personality where I can be you know very creative and emotional and all that to be able to create the work but then when it comes to you know bringing it to fruition having the right process you know really critically analyzing reviews and everything like that it's amazing I can just I can switch over to the scientist and everything's fine. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, you, you, and I like what you said, you know, just seeing is there a pattern and looking at it objectively and not sort of being, you know, not taking it personally, not being crushed and defeated. There was one lady, I remember speaking to her and she said that one person had said one thing and it just stopped her for like five years. She just, just couldn't move past it. We don't want that to happen to anyone out there. We've got to... You know, some people will love us, some people won't like us so much, but it's okay either way. <laughs> well, that's the other that's the other great reason for finding a group, you know, whether it's mm, my group or just anybody true. else, because find someone that don't suffer alone, don't suffer in silence. There are so many people that are in your shoes. There are so many people that have gone through this. Find find a local authors group, a local writers club. There, you know, there's just if you go through something enough, you know how to deal with it. So find someone who's dealt with it a lot more than you have and they'll they'll help you out. Don't suffer in silence, I would say to any artist. There we go. All right. Well, Christine, you, you speak really quickly. Like, I, I hope that, you know, 
this is one of those podcasts you can listen to at double speed. You've got to, you know, <laughs> take your notes here because Christina's um, shared a lot with us here. Any final words? Tell your story. It can change the world. How's that? <laughs> yeah, no, excellent. And so for people to get hold of Christine, the website is christine-inc.com. And Christine is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dash Inc, I-N-K, dot com. Christine can be found on facebook.com forward slash telegrate story. And also there is the Facebook group Inc Authors. Christine can be found on LinkedIn and on Instagram as Christine Whitmarsh and on Twitter as Christine underscore Inc. All the notes will be in the podcast. So, Christine, thank you very much for your time and for sharing. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, and and just you, just great. And just one last question though, before just mm-hmm. did I get it right? Where you, uh, I've got here, Lyra, Ariel. Oh, Lyra. It's Lira. okay. Yeah, yeah, Lyra. It's this is talk about work-life balance. This is a recent hobby of mine in the last couple of years. And you know the Cirque du Soleil, the performers. It's the hoop that's in the air where the people are doing the the gymnastics in the hoop. I've never done gymnastics in my life, but suddenly I'm doing aerial arts. I have another show coming up in December. This is how I stay in shape, <laughs> believe it or not. So, so you actually, you're, you're in a show where you do this? Oh, yes. I've performed a couple times just in, you know, showcases at my, my circus school. I go to a circus school. Oh. Some people, I mean, it's, it's just hilarious because most people there are half my age and they were dancers or gymnasts growing up. I was a writer and played the flute growing up. I just really was very bored with walking on the treadmill at the gym and I wasn't doing it. <laughs> so I had to find a, for me, a core, one of my core values is fun. And I needed to find a way to stay in shape and be, I like to be strong and in shape. And I needed a way to have fun doing it. And going to the gym was not fun. I came across this and I said, I will never be bored doing this. <laughs> wow, even a show. Yes. So, right. That's really good. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a boring life. <laughs> no, absolutely. This is it. So, you know, sometimes people think, oh, authors, nerds, they lock themselves away. You know, they're, I don't know, typewriter and you never see them. But no, you sound very interesting. I do that the rest of the time. I, I, I'm definitely <laughs> like... I'm am, what do they call it? Ambiverted or introverted, extroverted. So I can, you know, sit here for a couple of days when my husband's on the road working and not talk to a single soul and just be working on client books for days. And then I go and fly in the air like a, you know, an acrobat. So I, I'm definitely it's like being the science brain and the creative brain. I'm also introverted, extroverted. So that is Christine Whitmarsh. Christine's creative agency helps authors, speakers and entrepreneurs develop, write and promote books that make a difference in the lives of their readers. Christine, thank you very much for joining me on The Authors Podcast. You have been listening to The Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton, sponsored by Boogles Limited. Tweet the show at boogles underscore books, spelled B-O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host, via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk and if you want to join our authors community join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net you have just been listening to the authors podcast with lisa newton see you next time